All right, everybody, if, if you don't know what we're about to do, you'll find out here in a second. Everybody raise your right hand. This is called the knockoff Pledge of Allegiance. Again, bear with me here if, you, if you're new. You repeat after me. As in, yeah, everybody hands up. Good. I do solemnly swear. That during the, during the duration of this series, the duration of this series I, will I will resist the temptation to focus on the faults, focus on the, faults the, failures, the failures, and the shortcomings of others. Shortcomings of Rather, I choose to remain focused on me, even when the faults of others are as plain as can be. So help me God. So help God. At ease. Okay, so if, if you're new to us, this is a series that we started. We started doing this, this Pledge of Allegiance because we're doing a series on character. We don't want to be knockoffs. We want to be people of true character. We want to be legit through and through. And so we started doing this in the beginning of, of all of the sermons. We, we do this Pledge of Allegiance because here's the deal. Character is something that is important to you and it's important to me. It's, it's important to everybody. There's nobody who will say, I, I don't think character is important. Everybody will say character is important. But if we're not careful, the character, your character, is more important to me than my character. Or let me say it this way. Your lack of character is way more bothersome to me than, than my lack of character, right? I'm way more bothered because when it comes to my lack of character, I know I've had a bad day. I know what's happened this week. I'm, I'm able to justify my actions or let myself off the hook. But you, no, 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 I'm not going to do that with you because character is important. So we decided, we decided the very first week, hey, this is an elbow-free zone. That when you come into church and you take the Pledge of Allegiance, you can't elbow and say, hey, are you listening to this? You know, this, this is a good part for you. You know, like, because, hey, listen, here's the thing. We all know this. The only character you can change is yours. That's right. You're, you're in charge. Only you are in charge of your own character. You're not in charge of your husband or your wife's or your kid's character, unfortunately. Wouldn't it be great to be able to, never mind, I'm not even going to go there. I'm going to get into trouble. But, you see, see, wouldn't it, but, we're, not, we're in charge of our own character, so we need to, to take this seriously and, and, and focus on our own, focus on ourselves during the series. Got it? Everybody good? It's been, we took a, a week off of this, so it's been a little bit. I want to make sure we're on the same page. Okay, here's what character is. We said this the first time we were together. Character is the will to do what is right, no matter what the cost. That's how we're defining character. There's a number of ways you can define character, but we're defining it this way. It's the will to do what is right, no matter what the cost. It's the will to do what is right. True character is the will to do what's right, even when it's hard. You know, if you're a parent, you probably coach your kids, like, you know, there'll be times where it's like they're, they're, they have a decision to make, and it's the right thing or the wrong thing, and you look at them and say, hey, this is hard, isn't it? This is a tough decision. See, character is the will to do what's right, not when it's convenient, not when it's easy. That anybody can do it when the boss is looking, right? You know, like it, it, when, it's, when there's benefits to having character. True character is tested when, when there isn't a benefit. In fact, there's a, there's a risk involved in it. You might lose, fessing up might mean you lose the job. It's coming forward, coming clean means that she might be really mad or she might leave. That, that kind of thing, that, that's when character is forged. And we said it this way, that a, a good way to look at character is, is character is to be the same through and through. A person of true character is the same through and through. They're the same on the outside as they are on the inside. They're the same on a Tuesday as they are at church on Sunday as they are at Friday night with the boys. Wherever they go, they're the same person through and through. And then lack of character, it kind of looks like this. 
to have pockets of our character. We're like, yeah, we're, 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 it's not like we have no character. No one has no character. We have, it, it's, but there's times where it's just like our character runs out. And so there's times when, when we look like this, and we're, try, we're talking about a series that's pushing us towards becoming the same through and through. That's what this series is about. If someone cut you open, if someone cut your week open, would they see the same person today, this afternoon, as they do on Wednesday at work? That's what this is about. For the last couple times that we've been together, we've been talking about the importance of character. I've, I felt like I've been kind of building a case. This is why it's so important. And it really has to do with relationships. That's really what it comes down to. It affects our relationships day to day, whether we're a person of character or not. If we're the same person through and through, that the people who are around us love to be with us. If we're not, it's, it, makes them hard, it makes it hard for them to be with us. That's, that's uh, the importance of character. The, this, ti- this time and the next time we're together, as we finish off knockoff, I want to talk about how to develop character. How, how we go about developing character. And today, specifically, I want to talk about how God develops character in us and through us. And here's the good news, especially if you, if you call yourself a God follower, a, a Jesus follower, the great news is for today is you're not alone in your quest for character. Like, like you, you, if you ever wanted to get better at anything or quit something or you like, I'd really like to work on this, you're not alone in that. God joins you in that. He wants you to see you grow in character. That's good news, isn't it? Here's, here's the thing, though. As we talk about character today, I, I could have preached this sermon two ways. I, I could have preached this sermon as, as we talk about developing characters, about digging deep inside and finding the will to do what's right and pulling up ourselves by our bootstraps. And it, sometimes I will preach sermons like that because sometimes we just need a good kind of a coach, powwow, kick in the butt, let's, let's, let's do this type sermon. But today what I decided to preach on is potentially a radical uh, a departure from your typical approach to, to gaining character. How many, how, many of you, how many of you, just as a show of hands, this is a little bit you know, asking you to be honest, but how many of you have tried to kick a bad habit or start something or become better at something like and, and, and just you know said I'm, I'm going to try to do this raise your hand good no liars in here this is great it's on character <laughs> so th- th- this is th- if you've ever tried to, to get better at something it, l- let me speak for myself when I try to get better at something or like like start working out or whatever find it, it, I find I, I have to like what my typical approach is I'm going to reach down deep I'm going to dig my heels in deep and I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to get more will I just need to get more committed. I need to be more dedicated to the cause. I need to understand more. I need to think about it more. And see, all of these things, don't hear me wrong, those are good things. We should, you know, we should try to increase our willpower. We should try to increase our self-control. These are things that, that we can, and we, honestly, we can do that. Our approach is, 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 honestly, we should do that. And the, the idea when our approach a lot of times coming to growing in character is, if I can grow in character, I can make a better version of me. That is, I can, I, can get, you know, I can get this pocket of lack of character out of my life at least enough to where my life is better, at least enough to where she sticks around, at least enough to where I don't get fired, at least enough to, you know, it, we, we make a better version of ourselves. That's our approach, and that's our goal a lot of times, if I can just make a better version of ourselves. And here's the thing, and this is why today's a radical departure away from our typical approach. God is, is interested in a, in a lot more than just a better version of you, okay? God, when it comes to character, the way that God looks at character, he is interested in, in way more than just making you, tweaking your character 
or making you a little bit better. I was thinking about it this week, and I thought a really good analogy is imagine if you hired a contractor to come into your house, say the sink was broken or something like that, and the contractor came in and looked at the sink for a little bit and then stepped back and then and you said, you know, hey, what do you think? And he's like, all right, here's what I think we should do. I want to replace the sink, and then I want to replace the countertop, and then I want to replace the cabinets and the flooring and the appliances, and really this popcorn ceiling needs to go. You know, like, and, and, and you're like, whoa, 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 I just asked about the sink, and the guy's like, I'm not finished yet. And then after we're done in the kitchen, we're going to go into the living room, and we're going to go into the family room, and then we're going to go upstairs into the bed, and we're going to redo all of it. And then we're going to get to the exterior on the outside and the roof and the foundation. Would you hire that contractor? I wouldn't. But here's, here's the thing, just so you know, if you're exploring faith right now, this might be a, this might, today might be a deal breaker for you. Just full, you know, full disclosure. God is like that contractor. He is not content when it comes to our character. We might, and, and honestly, this is some of our stories, isn't it? We invited God into, God, help me over here in this relationship. He's like, okay, let's do that. And then we're, no, 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 stay, stay there. I, I didn't ask for help over here. He's like, yeah, he did, because that's what I do. I come in, and I, I, I don't tweak things. I don't change things, little things. I want, to, I want the whole thing. That's, that's God's approach to our character. There's a verse in Romans, uh, the Apostle Paul says, and this, this sums it up really well, about God's intention for us when it comes to our character. He said this, For those whom God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son. Everybody say, image of his Son. For those God knew, foreknew, that'd be us, he foreknew us, he also predestined, that means that God has a plan for your life. This is good news. That God, when he thought of you before you were born, long time ago, as he thought of you, he said, this is what I want for you. This is what I want for you, Jeff. This is what I want for you, Twitch. This is what I want for you, Roy. I, you know, as, as I think about Roy, this is what I want. I want him to be conformed to the image of my son. I want him to be like Jesus. That he might, he, meaning Jesus, might be the firstborn. So Jesus goes first among many brothers and sisters that follow. That, that it, basically, Jesus is going to go first. He's going to live, he lived that perfect life of character, full character, through and through, no flaws. And then he said, come follow me. He said, this is what I want for you. See, from the very beginning, I, I, he's like, God wanted us to be like his son. I want you to act like him. I want you to be kind like him. I want you to be gentle like him. I want you to put others first, like he puts others first. I want you to love like him, exercise self-control like him. I want you to face loneliness with it, like him. I want you to face the unknown, because Jesus didn't know all the, what was going to happen, and he faced that with character. Now, here's the thing. I have to pause here. This is, this is a little time out. Please hear this right. Everybody look at me. Please hear this right. This is not what you need to do in order for God to love you. Is everybody, can we cl be clear on that? You don't have to become like Jesus in order for God to like you. That's why he sent Jesus. You don't, he doesn't, he doesn't, we don't have to do that anymore because he sent his, his son. And because he died on the cross, we, get to, we, we now get to become like him. And we don't, be, we don't get loved by God more 
by growing in character. That's not possible. He can't love you anymore. Every, does everybody, everybody just nod your head, please. This is so important. Again, we talked about this last time we were together. When we're talking about character, it can be like a big dose of shame if we're not care, careful. As we think about, I'm not like that. God's like, that's okay. I love you all the same. So, okay, time in. We good? Okay, so, so here, God's desire from the very beginning is for us to be full of character. We see this in the Old Testament. He, in the Old Testament, he gives a law, a list of rules, 613 laws. And you look at him and you're like, oh my goodness, you know, like that seems awfully demanding. And, and honestly, if you understand the whole, uh, ver, you know, the whole story of the Bible, you know that's God wanting something for his, his people, not something from them. He doesn't want good behavior. He wants them to live a life that's full. And, and what's cool is in the Old Testament with the law, we get kind of a, it, we get a two-dimensional view of what God's desire is for us. But then we get to the New Testament. And we get a very three-dimensional view. It, it, you might even say that God's idea of character in the New Testament really comes to life, literally. And no longer do we have a list to look at of this is what it means to be character. To this, you shouldn't do this and you should do this and you shouldn't do this and you should do this. Now we have a person to look at. We have Jesus Christ to look at and say, if you want to know what it's like to live a life of character, read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Read those four books, the gospel accounts of Jesus' life. And, and, and just watch. That's what I want for you. Now, here's the problem. I can't imitate Jesus. <laughs> I, I know, I, we know what the standard is spelled out. We can see it clear as day. On my own, on your own, you can't be like him. I can't do it. Honestly, again, I was thinking about it this week. I was like, me trying to be like Jesus is like you taking me down to Colorado Mills and saying, Josh, here's all the equipment. Here's all the stuff you need. Here's, you know, fix Colorado Mills after that hailstorm. You know, like it's closed. Isn't that crazy? Like it's nuts. Josh, Josh, here you go. Here's everything you need. Here's the floor plans. Here, fix Colorado Mills. You can do it. And be like, no, no, I can't. <laughs> Sorry. No, 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 no. Josh, Josh, take your time. Time has nothing to do with this. <laughs> Incompetency has something to do with this. All the time in the world, it doesn't matter how determined I am, how much willpower I'm able to summon up, and I, if I can do it. If I was the one in charge of fixing Colorado Mills, you'd be doing your shopping somewhere else for Christmas this year. And you'd be driving to a Target, way out of your way for Target for like the rest of your life. Because I just can't do that on my own. And see, that's, that's the thing, is like, like when it comes to it, time, it, for, it's the same for you. Time, commitment, willpower to become, see, see we, we might get cocky and be like, yeah, we kicked a habit, we got better, and, and we might have made, you might even have stories where you made a better version of yourself. That's good. And you might start getting a little cocky, especially if we start comparing ourselves to other people, like, well, compared to them, I'm way better. And God's like, no, 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 eyes up here. That doesn't, you can compare yourself and you can feel good about yourself. That's kind of subjective, by the way, who you're comparing yourself to. It all works until we start to look at the character of Jesus Christ. And then if we're all honest with ourselves, we're like, that's, yeah, it's not me. I can't do that. 
real quick, and I promise we're going to get into the scripture here, but do you know what you and I do when we're faced with these gaps in our character? You know what we do, like, like at least, all right, I'll be honest, this is what I do when, when I'm faced with gaps in my character. I tend to just be like, especially if I've tried to help it a lot, I start to just kind of throw up my hands and be like, well, I guess this is just the way I am. You know, like, I, I, guess, I guess this is just how it goes. Like, I can't really change. As hard as I try to change, I can't seem to change. You ever done that? Have you ever done ask the, here's the funny thing about this. Isn't it amazing how easy we're able to say that to yourself? You know, I just can't do this. But how we just don't put up with that in other people? You know, like, like imagine, like, do you accept this from your kids? Sorry, Dad, I'm just a food thrower. I, fo- I throw food. Like, I can't change. You're like, sorry, you're going to change if you're going to live in this house. You know, like, it's just, like, that's not an option. You know, like, you never have a friend or a roommate where you just kind of roll with them if they come to you and say, hey, full disclosure, um, I steal things. I just, I, I, I'm really, I'm super clean. I like to cook, but I, I'm a thief. And, and you just, I just can't help it, so you need to just roll with it. No, we wouldn't put up with that. You know, you don't let your spouse say, I'm a spender. I just spend things, and you need to just make more money. And, you know, Colorado Mills being out of commission doesn't do anything. You know, like, I'll just go somewhere else and spend. You just have to roll with that. See, we don't put up with that in other people. For me personally, like, I'm messy, and I'm, I'm consistently late. Ask everybody who knows me well. Like, everybody, yeah, half of you are laughing right now because it's true. Imagine if I just said, you know, this is me. I'm just messy. Like, it just comes natural. Like, it's just I have the spiritual gifts, gift of messiness. You know, like, like, nobody would say, that's okay. So they wouldn't accept that for me. I shouldn't ask them to accept that. And likewise, God doesn't accept that excuse from us. When it comes to character, he doesn't let us just say, I guess this is the way I am. He wants more than just the kitchen, kitchen sink. He wants more than just one area of our lives. And the good news is, through his, we're going to find out today, through his son Jesus, he's given us a way to step into the character that he desires for us. So that there's no excuse. It's good news. But just so you know, it's a little different. It's a different approach then what we, here, here's who I think is going to struggle with this the most today. If you're like a type A, get it done, kind of DIY, like I just, I, I know how to figure things out, entrepreneur, this message is going to be harder for you. Because what we're going to find is it's something we can't do ourselves. Our passage is from John 15. We're going to start in verse 5. And it's Jesus talking. And he says this. He's talking to his disciples. He says, guys, I'm the vine. You, you're my disciples. You are the branches. If you remain in me, and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Your your Bible might have said, uh, some of the older versions, if you abide in me, I love that word, and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Okay, Jesus, so what am I supposed to do? Remain. Okay, yeah, 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 but I want to grow in character, and I've got all these character flaws, like you got a book that I should maybe read, or, you know, abide. I know, you said that, Jesus, but, like, is that really, like, there's got to be more. It's actually pretty simple. I want you to stay close to me. 
That's it? Yeah, that's it. Period. I am the vine. See, see Jesus, he, he brings a, a completely different paradigm to character development. He says, he's, you got to picture this. I'm the vine. You are the branch. Another good way to look at this that's helped me in the past is like, because I'm not, a, I'm not a, a vineyard person, but I got a lot of trees. I'm the trunk. You're the branches. If you remain in me, if you stay close, if, that, if your branch, this is the new paradigm, if, you, the, if the branch is connected to the tree, it's alive. If it's not, it's dead. That's what Jesus, like very simple, very, and this word abide is not like a, a super Greek word. It's like a very common word that just means to, to stay close, to hang out, to, to linger, you know, to spend time with. Remain, if you remain in me, I will remain in you, and together you will bear much fruit. And fruit by fruit, what he means is the kind of character that you and I desire. It's, it's the, the fruit that the, the apostle Paul talked about. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. All that stuff, that, that crap, if you just put it into your, your relationships around you, they would be tons better. He's like, if you, uh, you want to get better, just one thing. You have one job. Stay close. Remain. This is, this is the big idea for today. This is, this is what I want you to, to, to know from today. The character of Christ is not something manufactured by us. It is produced through us. Let me say it again. The character of Christ, if you want that kind of character in your life... It's not something that's manufactured. It's not something that you pull off your bootstraps and you can, you know, I just need more willpower and then I can do it. It's something that's produced through us. And as we focus on abiding, as we get closer to Christ and remaining in him, what will happen as we connect to the vine, connect to the trunk, just by being with him, all of a sudden, we'll be, all of a sudden, one day we'll be like, boop, there's some fruit. Boop, oh, there's some more, there's more patience. Boop, oh, your anger isn't controlling you anymore. Boop, oh, you're not lying. Like you, and you're like, hey, I didn't even know I could do that. And Jesus is like, you're right, you can't. But I can. And this is what happens. This is just what happens. This is the byproduct of staying close to me. Let's, let's go, isn't, isn't this a different approach? You know, like, isn't this, is it, like, this is not what you and I think, I, at least me. I'll just speak for myself a lot today. This is not what I think when I go to change my character. When I want to change my character, I'm like, it's on me. I got to get serious. I got to get focused. Just like, yeah, I guess that helps. If you want a better version of you, you want to tweak some things, you might get there. But if you want to be like me, stay close. Let's go back to, to John 15.1. We're going to read the, the four verses before that. It's almost like Jesus is saying, again, he's talking to his disciples. He's like, look at it this way, guys. I am the true vine, and my father, he's the gardener, and, and what my father does is he cuts off every branch in me that doesn't bear fruit, that bears no fruit, while every branch that, that, that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. Here's how it is, guys. I'm the true vine, and my father, he's the gardener. Let me tell you something about the gardener. He's a stickler. He doesn't, he's not content with just the kitchen sink. He wants more. <laughs> you see, in these verses, we see God's, the Father's commitment 
to making us people of full character. If you've got areas in your life that are not bearing fruit, he wants them gone. Likewise, and this is just, you know, this is just downright mean. You're like, we've got areas in our life that are bearing fruit, and all of a sudden it's like, ow, what ha- why'd you do that for? He's like, there could be more. There could be more fruit there, and he's sitting there pruning, you know? It's at that time of year where you can prune bushes. Isn't it amazing what bounces back, if you've ever done that? If you, pr- you prune back a, a bush, you think you would kill it in the process, and what happens is the life and the growth, your Father knows that, and Heaven knows that, about your character. He's relentless. He's relentlessly committed to turning you into the likeness of his son. And, and so he, he prunes. Another, another word, uh, interestingly, in, this, in the Greek, is the word prune is, doesn't, also, uh, doesn't always mean to cut off. It can mean to lift up. Because sometimes when branches aren't growing is because they're not getting enough sun. And so what you can do is you can, you, if you lift it up and tie it to another branch, it can maybe move it to a place where it can produce more fruit if it's alive. Isn't that interesting? That's what God is wanting to do in us. And again, if you're new to faith, you're exploring faith, you need to know this, <laughs> that what God's like, that he's committed to, to pruning, to, to, to cutting, to make sure that we're fruitful. Let's go to the next verse. You are already clean. Again, you meeting the disciples. Jesus is saying, you're already clean because of the word I have spoken to you, which is kind of, kind of a little ambiguous. But what he means by that is, you, I, I, I've spoken words to you. You've been with me for a few years now. He's about to go to the cross, if you're familiar with, with the timeline of where he's at in his life. He's about to leave them. He's like, he's like, I have spoken lots of words to you. You have been connected to me, and because of that, you're clean. You've been connected to me. You've been walking around with me, and so therefore, we, we've been doing life together, and my life is going through you. Verse 4, remain in me. There's that word again. Guys, when you're reading the Bible and you see words repeat over and over again, like pay attention to them. Remain in me. Stay close. As also I remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. And then, and then he says this, let's read that verse 5 again. It says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you stay close, you will bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do, and this is crazy, nothing. And to which point we say, whoa, whoa, whoa Jesus, I can do something. I, I, I mean, I, I've, I've done this, I've kicked this habit, I've, I've done, you know, like, am I useless? And like, no, no, you're not useless. Just, if, if you want a better vision of, a version of yourself, yeah, you can do something. But if you want to become like me, there's nothing you can do. Because that's up here. You, you can do nothing. Because the character of Christ, again, here's our big idea, the, because the character of Christ is not something manufactured by us. It's something that's produced through us if we stay close, when we stay close. And here's, here's what this boils down to. It means our focus needs to shift. When it comes to growing in character, our focus needs to shift and change from how am I going to, you know, fix this how, to how am I going to stay close? My, well, my plan for the week is I got this and that happening. Yeah, yeah, and then I'm worried about this. But, but okay, this week, how am I going to pursue uninterrupted fellowship with Christ? How am I going to be in constant contact with him? How am I going to, to, to make a pure relationship with him this week? 
That's what happens. That's the, 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 the focus we need to shift. And if you stay close long enough, you will start to see fruit. You'll start to see yourself getting better, more loving, more kind, more gentle. You'll start to become more like Jesus. It might even surprise you. Again, isn't this better? Isn't this like less stressful? (laughs) Isn't this kind of refreshing almost? Like, uh, you know, for me personally, again, there's just ups and downs. There's times where I do really well and I'm growing in character and then there's times like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I just said that. (laughs) And it's like, and then there's times where like, "I, I can't do this. And Jesus is like, yeah, you're right, you can't. But I can through you. See, see Jesus doesn't say, like, like, follow me. Th- this is what God could have done. He's like, okay, here's my son. Now imitate him. Follow him. Just, just try. <laughs> and the problem is, is I, can't even, I can't even follow LeBron James. You know, like, I can't even imitate him. It's not like I can watch. Wouldn't it be nice? Like, if, if we could do this, if we could, like, truly imitate people the way we want to, we'd all be Olympic, Olympic athletes. Because we'd watch the Olympics and be like, that looks fun. What did they do there? Oh, I'm just going to go do it. And it's, but it's not that simple, is it? None of us are uh, uh, Olympic athletes because, because we're, we're, we just can't. That's like up here. <laughs> and Jesus is saying, it's not follow me. It's not imitate me. It's just stay close. It's different. Now, for, there might be some of us here, I, I guarantee, because like, this is the way I think sometimes when, when I hear Christians talking and that kind of stuff, it's like, I, I just don't, like, this idea of staying close, I just don't get it. You know, like, this idea of, like, it seems so passive, you know, like you just need to let go and let God, and you're like, what does that mean? And like, that kind of stuff, or, or maybe there's, like, as you hear this, you're like, it's almost superstitious, so, you know, if I just pray and click my heels three times, I'll become a better person, or something like that. And I, if, if you're there, I, I totally respect where you're at there, because honestly, the, 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 I've been there before, and on, honestly, like, like, if it's, I was thinking about it again this week, it's like, if you haven't experienced it, it's really hard to explain, but it's true. There's been times in my life where I, I just come to the end of my rope and I say, God, I can't do this. And then I start to pray and so clo- come closer to him. But I want to be like you. I want to love them the way that years ago, this is a funny story, I'll share it quick. When I was a youth leader, this is early, early in the days of the youth leader, I had a, a gal in our youth group that was just a terror. And literally, I was driving around Evergreen thinking to myself, is it, is it legal for a youth leader to kick out a youth group per kid? You know, like, can, is, is there a way that I can kick them out of the youth group? And I, was, I found myself literally thinking about that, and I was like, that's wrong. <laughs> and I just prayed a prayer. I mean, this is before I ran into this, but I prayed a prayer like, God, I can't love her the way you love her. Help me. Help me to see her the way you see her. And, and what's crazy is like a, a week later, we got a chance to hear a, a little bit more of her story. It turns out it was really rocky, horrible home life. And, bro- and what God did was he broke my heart and gave me his for her. But it started with me coming to the end of my rope and saying, I can't do this. So God, that, we've been there before and it seems kind of desperate sometimes. I think God looks at us in our desperate moments and says, okay, here we go. Come on, just come close. Just come close to me. I will give you my heart. 
And again, if you've never, if, if you hear that and you're like, I don't know what that means, I, I, stick with us. Honestly, like for those of us, some of us have experienced this and, and it's been life-changing and honestly, there's nothing passive about it. It's, some, it's mustered some of the greatest courage that we've had to pray those prayers. There's nothing superstitious about it. It's very real. And if you haven't experienced that, just, just bear with us because it's amazing what happens when you, when you surrender and wave the white flag and allow God to, to conform your character. Here's, here's how I want to end. I want to end by, by saying this. In order to, to do this, in order to, to stay close, we need to focus on relationship. Go back to the other slide. Rather than religion. We need to focus on relationship rather than religion. This is so important. This is, this is so important for all of us in the room for different reasons. First of all, you know who does this really well? People who, you know, who is able to focus on relationship rather than religion, at least in my experience, is baby Christians. People who just became Christians, like started following Christ. It's like they don't know much, but all they know is that Jesus loves them and they're forgiven. And you know, Jesus loves me and I'm forgiven. They're like, well, tell your story. I'm, Jesus loves me and I'm forgiven. Like, they just, like, that's all they know. And all of a sudden, you, like, people will start coming up to him and being like, and I, I've been blessed to be around people that, that get to see this story. It's so fun to watch where people are like, you're different. And they're like, I am? All I know is Jesus loves me and I'm forgiven. Like, cool, I, I guess that's good that I'm different. And this, you know what's happening there? They're focusing on relationship, not religion. The, 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 the baptism stories, you'll see it in baptism stories a lot where people get baptized and it's like, and then I just, all of a sudden I realize, yeah, I grew up in the church, but I realize, oh my goodness, like, like this is a relationship I can have with, with God? And their lives start to change, just not because they're really good at to-do lists and they know all the laws and they know all, you know, it's just because they're staying close. You know what else this is really important for today, this idea of focusing on relationship rather than religion? Some of us, I know a lot of our stories, some of us, we're trained by churches to think religiously. We were trained by churches to think formally. And, 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 and what happens is like when we, when, when, and, and, and maybe we weren't trained, maybe it wasn't even the church, maybe it was just our interpretation of our church experience put the, put the focus on our deeds, on what we do as most important. And as a result, everything became formal because it became this contract between us and God. If I do this, then you do this, right, God? And what happens is there's distance. I don't have a verse for this, but can I just say, I think God hates that. And here's why. Because he sent his son to die for us so that we don't have to be distant. We don't have to focus on what we, what we do for him. We get to focus on what he did for us. And we don't have to focus on these lists. We get to focus on the person of Jesus Christ and becoming like him. We need to know, if, if, and here's, here's the thing, this is really important. Some of us are coming back to faith. Some of us are coming back to church for the first time in a long time. And here's the deal, the extent to which we understand that it's about focusing on relationship rather than religion, to the extent that we grasp that, is to the extent that this whole church thing works. Let me explain. If you're coming back to church, there's a, there's a shelf life, there's a period of time where you're trying these things out. And the result is after, like, you'll try it for a while, and if, if you don't experience some sort of change in your character, all of a sudden skiing's going to become more important than church on a Sunday morning. 
or baseball or whatever 50,000 activities there are right now to do in Evergreen, Colorado. Because, like, I don't know, I tried the church thing, but it didn't work. And, and, and I feel like, if, like God could, re, you know, talk back to that. He's like, yeah, I guess, I guess you were there on Sunday, but we never connected on Monday. You, you focused, you had this religious activity on a Sunday morning, but did we connect relationally on a Wednesday afternoon, on a Friday? Did you stay close to me? Because that's when you're going to start to see fruits. Here, here's another place where this, this, another group of us that, that need to hear this, and I'll call us big Christians, people who have grown up in the church, people who have been to church a lot in the past, myself included. And we know this. We know focus on relationship rather than religion. We're like, yeah, that's right. In fact, you know a lot. You know, in fact, when I started to say John 15, maybe you leaned over and you said, vine in the branch, check it. Oh, yep, vine in the branch. You know, like, you know, you know, like, you know, the whole thing. You could come preach this better than I could. But if you're honest with yourself, maybe there's parts of your faith that have kind of flatlined. In the last couple of years, there's just like, you've got, you've, you've got, you go to church, you know all the songs, you've got a Bible with the golden inscription of your name on it, and all that's good. But is there pockets of your life, like character, that are missing? And frankly, you're stymied by it. You've got, you got some secrets, and you've got some, you know, like, I wish I could get better in this, and it's like... I can't. The good news is he can. Is it possible that even if you've been a Christian for a long time, that you've been, just over time, it just happens, you started to focus more on religion than relationship. Come back. Come back. Here's how we can come back. This is for all of us. This is what I want you to do. Would you, do, would you do me a favor and just in the next week, as you start to think about your week, because here's the thing, you're gonna, you, could, you could sit down this afternoon and think about, here's my schedule for the week, and here's where I'm going to be tempted to get angry, here's where she's going to walk by and I'm not supposed to look, but yeah, I got, you know, she comes by, and, like, and, and here's where, where this guy just drives me crazy, and my kids, you'll know, and here's the thing, isn't it funny, it's always the same stuff. There aren't any new temptations. It's the same one, two, three temptations that you and I struggle with all the time. Is that just me? Or is it like, like, I, I should have seen it coming. <laughs> it's the same thing. Here's what I want you to do this week. I want you to say this when facing that. I want you to say this. I can't, but you can through me. In fact, everybody just say that aloud. Say, I can't, but you can through me. Again, it's a different approach. And pulling up your bootstraps, Getting all excited, I can do this. Getting all psyched up. Works for a little bit. But if you want to take on the character of Christ, and he wants you to, you need to say at every front, every, I've been actually, I try to practice what I preach. So like this week, I've been like saying this a lot. And I've had to say it out loud a couple times, like when I'm facing something like, God, I can't. But you can. And again, I want you guys to know just because I'm the pastor and because I walk in here and I strap a microphone on my face, it doesn't mean I have any more character than you. That, that's not the qualification for the job, fortunately. <laughs> the, the last couple, like, and it's just because I'm talking about abiding doesn't mean I've been good at it recently. I, I realized as I was sitting down with my outline this week, I'm like, dang it, Josh, you haven't been doing this. You haven't been staying close. I've been trying to do it all on my own strength because things are going good. I'm like, ah. 
But what's great is there's grace for me. There's grace for you. And I can't, but he can through me. And you can't. You can't, you, you can't love your, your wife like Christ loves the church. Are you kidding me? Uh, you can't, well, wives, you can't submit to your husband. You're like, God, have you met my husband? You know, like, he's not worth submitting to. He's like, yeah, I created him. And you can't love him that way. But I can't. I can't face it. Like my, my ex-husband, my ex-wife, it's like, I can't face it. Like, there's so much mess and there's, I don't even know where to start. I can't. But you can through me. Isn't that good? Isn't that different? Try it. Trust me. Try it for just a week, and I bet you'll come back with stories a week from now. Let me say a prayer. God, um, I want to start with the prayer that we've been praying throughout this, this series. Lord, I pray that you would give us the wisdom to know what is right and the courage to do it, no matter what the cost. Lord, for some of us, we've been in this for you know, three weeks now, and you've been tugging on our hearts for something specific. And here it is again, and, and, and that's not me, that's you working on their hearts. I, can't, I don't know that stuff, you know that stuff, and you're saying, come on, let me in. I pray that, that we would let you in. I pray that all of us would pray, Lord, I can't do these things. I can't handle this one more time. But you can through me. I pray that this church, now and in the future, would be a group of people who pursue character, who are the same as much as possible through and through, that when people look at our lives, they're drawn to us because it's the character of Christ in us. I pray, Lord, that we would become that that I would become that this week. Lord, forgive me for the, the argument that I got in my, with my wife just a few days ago. Forgive me for the way that I'm short with my kids. Forgive me for the way that I probably put things in the wrong order and the wrong priority, that I put work above my kids a lot. Would you grow character in me that I can't grow myself? Pray all this in your name. Amen. Thank you.